episode of Herspiration Happy Hour. Oh God, we have, <laughs> uh, this is your unapologetic diva, Dr. G. This is Cortina Peters, AKA the girlfriend therapist. And this is Louisa Harrell, AKA the blue Phoenix. And we are coming live from everywhere, you guys. And guess what we're doing tonight? We are popping bottles at Crystal because we're back y'all, we are back. Back, back, back. <laughs> oh my gracious goodness it first of all i have to say when you have like a two month break off or like two and a half weeks or so off or two and a half months not weeks mm -hmm. months off i don't know something different just happens i don't know yes. about y'all but i'm telling y'all i have never i have never been so busy ever. Uh, what about y'all? Was your summers busy? Understatement. Busy? Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know if I'm coming or going. That's the problem. I'm a man. You know, and, and I'll tell you, normally, if you're, if you, of course, we have faithful fans out here, and normally we do have WCWs, and I don't have one today. I guess I'll probably shout my own self out or, you know, the ladies that are on my, that's been on my book tours with me. Um, it's, it's, it's just been a wild summer and it's not even all the way over though. Most kids are back in school, right? Yeah. More oh, than not those you, yeah. Yeah. Huh? Morgan doesn't go back to next week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And my gonna go back for the next couple of weeks. But I was gonna I was gonna shout you two out anyway for my WCWs because you guys have been really, really busy. You have been moving and shaking and doing all types of things. I'm so I'm just sitting in the back like a happy uh, uh sister, like, oh look at them, look at them, look at them. Oh, every time I turn around, I'm just grinning and I'm just so excited for y'all. It's just so much going on. So y'all are my WCWs. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. So I want to just hop right in because I want to catch up with you ladies. And normally I'm so used to speaking with you all every week, you know, behind the scenes and we text every morning. But I just want to know, let's get a pulse on a scale of, let's say, one to 10. How are you doing? Check in. How am I doing? <laughs> uh, I think I'm doing different in different categories, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. As it relates to business, great. 10, no issues, no nothing. Personal life, like wedding planning, stress. Out. <laughs> so, you know, it's a little bit of balancing all of these different areas, you know, of your, of your life. Um, and I think the only reason why I'm more so stressed now, because my on-site coordinator goes on vacation for the entire month of September. So everything oh, that I need no. to done, and my wedding is in October, everything that could have been done in September can't be, it has to be done a month earlier. Pam, I think I shared that with you and it's like, okay, seat arrangements and people who didn't book at the hotel telling me, 
telling me that they're still coming when I did the resolution and everything. So that's just kind of like a headache doing seating charts and making arrangements. And that's just a whole headache in and of itself. But outside of that, everything else is going pretty smoothly the way that it should be. And um, another stressor is just preparing to defend and finish my dissertation. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. That's huh, I, I already know that stress. But you know what? The good thing about that is, ma'am, if you ever wanted to lose some weight, that dissertation diet is no joke. Okay. Well, <laughs> I wish I had that because I can't fit the wedding dress. So that's the problem. So, you can't fit your wedding dress? No, I just had to spend like almost $500 yesterday to get it altered. How long will it take to be altered? Oh, my goodness. Um, two weeks, and then I go back in two weeks to see where we are. She said, can you lose 10 to 20 pounds? Ma'am, ma'am, ma I cannot. I can't. I can't. That was my, that was my scare that <laughs> when that dress came, and I was like, uh, this, oh, you told me that. This dress yeah. is like small. I deliberately kept looking at it. I was like, I can't. I cannot put myself in that dress. I don't want to try it on. And then when I let you know I had the dress, you're like, did you try it on? Did it fit? I was like, I don't know. It's uh, beautiful, though. Didn't want to. Yeah, I mean, I'm grateful that it fit and fit really great. I can I can stand to if I gained some weight, it wouldn't hurt me. Okay, you know what okay, I'm saying? And so okay. that was the good thing. But to look at it, I was like, I'm not getting in that. <laughs> I'm absolutely not getting into that. But not only did I get into it, I was like, hey, I sent you and I sent you the picture. You was like, yes. okay. It's beautiful. Oh, it is, it is. That damn train though, the train on it. I'm like. I'm short. I never realized how short I was until I put that right on. All the bridesmaids going to be brides that day. Everybody got a train. <laughs> but it's, it's going to look great in pictures because the, the way that even the train on mine was, um, you know, was right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. What else is going on on, on your scale of one to ten? Huh? Oh, I. Oh, that, no, I'm saying one. was that it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, two weeks ago, D had COVID. And then last week, Morgan had COVID. And I just locked them up in the room because I'm not playing that. I got I got to see patients and stuff like that. I spray people with Lysol. I don't even care. I wipe down. If you're going to hand me something, you're going to hand it to me in a Clorox wipe. Like, I'm just no nonsense. And for me to have, you know, like a lower immune system, I ain't get sick. I tested myself, kept testing because I don't, I don't play. I keep them locked away like they're enslaved. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. That's heavy. Yeah. That's, that's a whole lot. Gracious. Well, so, so your summer was popping. <laughs> okay, Louisa, what about you? How was your summer? Or your break, your summer break uh, from podcasting? Um, it was still busy. Of course, um, I have teenagers. If that is not enough to explain what I've been dealing with for this break. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so um, two, uh, three of the children had summer school. Well, two of mine and then my nephew. So they had summer school, and this is the last week for one of them, which is so weird because it's so late. But um, and then I I went back to work. So I've been back to work for six weeks, 
and um, still filming and still doing other things. But um, I've been really busy, and I wish I wasn't, but I've been really busy. And then uh, one of my daughters graduated from middle school, so she starts high school this coming uh, fall, this coming school year. But they're doing an orientation for her, and it's a whole week-long orientation. So we have to get up every day, and she has to be in school at 9.30, from 9.30 to 12.30 every day um, this next week. And so, yeah, it's just, it's been really busy, but it's cool. Um, the children are good. Went to the beach this past Sunday, and that was the most relaxing, I relaxed I have been in years. So I'm going back this Sunday. <laughs> Well, that's amazing. And so how are the scripts and the movies and all of those things coming along? They're doing pretty good. Um, it's been some rough stuff outside of myself. You know, everyone else I work with, it's been a lot going on with other people. So, you know, just trying to collab and get things situated with that. But other than that, it was good. We had our first live event for um, the No Filter Show last Saturday, two Saturdays ago. And that turned out great. So that was fun. And we're going to do another um, event. But that was really cool. Um, that was our first time doing a live, a live podcast. And it was really, really dope. We had fun. So everything's going pretty good. I was going to say, you should be used to live podcasting. Well, yeah. I, right, right. But not with them. They're not used to it. So myself and AI, of course, we should be used to that. But everybody else is not used to that. And it's been years since we've had a live, live audience. So it was really fun. And we did it like a cookout style. So we had comedians there. We had um, rap artists there. And we had food. And we did a show. It was really cool. It was so fun. I saw the advertisements for that. But naturally, in my famous fashion, I was not in the city. <laughs> well, look, that's okay. I already knew. But you, you were busy, too. So it was really nice though. I know. So I'll just catch up. I'll catch you all up really quick. If if you don't follow me, um, this will probably be new to all of you. But so just in the, the break time that I had, I think right before I went on break, I hosted the first kids red carpet book tour in Jackson, Mississippi. And then I had the final podcast. And then since the podcast, I have had the second one in Atlanta, Georgia, and that was on June 3rd, June 9th. And then next weekend, which was why I'm, I'm sitting outside in this beautiful, my mom's beautiful backyard. So excuse all of the, the cars going by and all that, but it's really serene. I have a pond behind me. I have a pool next to me that I plan to get into. Looks nice. This is over. <laughs> I know, I'm just chilling outside. Um, and so next week I'm heading to Houston for my Houston event next Saturday, August 13th at the W Event Studio. Tickets are on Eventbrite. So it's been a really, really busy summer between the NAACP uh, at, you know, National Convention in Atlantic City. I did the, the what is it, the, the Big Hat Lunch and Learn just this past weekend in Atlanta. I swear I've been in Atlanta a lot this summer. A lot. Like a lot. Somebody even mentioned that to me today. It was like, did you move? I was like, no, I'm still in Maryland, D.C., Maryland area. Um, I just... I got moves to make. That's your second space. <laughs> I got moves to make. Uh, and other than that, it's just, oh, let me tell you something. Putting together and to launch and do a 5013 paperwork and everything for my literacy foundation, 
board members, all this other stuff. It's a lot of work. So I've been working on that. I'm also working at rebranding. I'm, I have so many things going on. And I this is the first time in in a year's time that I have had so many speaking engagements. So yes, between oh the TEDx and the TEDx in South Africa that I have coming up in September. I have your oh, wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah, the, I have your wedding, Cortina, that I have been, <laughs> been halfway going back and forth trying to get stuff together with. And then what else do I have going on? Oh, I'll be in Orlando speaking. I just got y'all check your spams because your spam would tell you a whole lot of things. So I'm, I knew I was speaking for uh, a college, I guess, conference in Orlando in November. And I was like, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything since I signed my contract with them. I finally got some stuff. I looked in my spam and was like, Ooh, that's not spam. Let me write it back. They sent stuff back like July 26. I'm glad it wasn't too far gone. So those are just little things that I have going on. So now I got to build all the slides and trainings and all that other stuff for that event. Also while publishing a whole nother book that just came out June 24th, and I'm working on the next one that's coming out September 27th. So I'm just, look y'all, I'm busy. I'm like super busy. Booked and busy. I, you know what, For, I used to say booked and balanced. Somehow my balance slipped in 2022 and, and it went back to booked and busy. Book, balanced and busy. Booked. I'm not balanced yet. I'm like losing oh. my mind, I'm tired. I'm tired because look, on Friday, here's here's an example of how dedicated I am. This past Friday, I was supposed to be in Atlanta back a couple of days before this past Saturday's event. I was still at home on Thursday. I left Friday morning, drove to Alabama because I had to ship more books. And then Saturday morning, drove four hours to Atlanta. And then... Monday drove four hours back to Alabama. Tomorrow, I am headed back to the Atlanta area. And then coming back, I don't know, Saturday, Sunday, I don't know, coming back to Alabama and then driving to Houston on Wednesday or Thursday. Somebody slap me. Somebody virtual slap my ass, please. <laughs> wow, that's, that's a... Oh, that, that's a long drive, though. But um, mm. to where? Texas. Well, excuse me. From Maryland is like 10, 10, 10 and a half hours. Sometimes, sometimes it Girl, takes me I eleven hours. More than six hours. I'm done. Oh no, I'll drive. I can, I oh, can man. drive. But, but here's how you just test things out. I'm, I'm dedicated to the kids. You know that the thing. That's the biggest thing. Okay. I will say here that next year I have already picked my cities. For next year. Oh, what, are they? what are the cities? So I'm <laughs> taking it back to Jackson by demand because, I, you know, Jackson asked for me the first time this year and I came and it was absolutely wonderful. And then I so it's Jackson, Mississippi, Memphis, Tennessee, Huntsville, Alabama, which is where I'm at right now. And Savannah, Georgia. Ooh. Those are my four cities next year. So you all be on the lookout because the you know the brown girl brown boy kids red carpet is coming to a city near you and if you also have a request i was recently asked if i would bring my kids tour to montreal canada 
Oh, that is so dope. That's huge. All right. And I was like, I uh, never thought about it. Okay. International. I mean, you are international. But you you should, I know, but I was already, somebody had asked me about doing a book signing, just a regular signing in Toronto area. But when they hit me, you know, for the, the kids red carpet, and I was like, well, what part of Canada? And she said Montreal. And I was like, oh. Okay, so I will I will explore it. I don't okay. think it'll be picked up for next year, but then you never know. So what happens is a lot of people don't know. If people say, hey, I want you there. And I always say, look, because that's not where I live at, if, as long as you assist with, with getting things no, up and going and all of that, I'll bring it there. Exactly. They gotta do the work. They gotta do the work. Exactly, unless it's someplace that I just choose. And, and people say, well, how do you choose your cities? I choose my cities based off of the demographics when I'm researching. Oh, okay. You know, and, and the demand of what, what's there and what's not there. I tested it out in most areas like Atlanta. Atlanta's like near and dear to my heart. I, I just, you know, Houston was just, I was supposed to do it in Austin. And from Austin, the research showed me that Houston was better. So I ended up moving it from Austin to Houston. And it was worth it. I'm going to tell you how, how I knew that my decisions were the right things to make. I was at the NAACP National Convention. Not only did I sell out of, of all of my English children's books, I also had to ship out more than 60 books afterwards. Wow. When I got home, I would never want to do that again. Never. Yeah. I, I, mm -mm. That was a lot. Wow. And then um, got, you know, while I was there, there's power in networking. Right next to me at a table was an author. He had another representative with him. The unique thing about that person is she gave me a contact. Guess where they were from? The next city. Memphis. And I was like, wow, and gave me a contact for the NAACP, um, either vice president or president or director there, for me to contact so that way we can put something together and partner for my kids' red carpet. The other thing that a person that I met, Vicki, she's so super sweet. NAACP Houston. Wow. And I'm on my way to Houston. Okay. See, oh, right, right, right back, you know? Wait, so, so how, um, many, how many have you done this year thus far? This will be the third and final. I try oh, to do three to four a year. Three, seems like. I know, because I'm always gone and doing something. But no, I... I, I try to choose three to four cities. I was supposed to do it in Orlando, but TEDx South Africa happened. And it's literally on the cusp of things, you know, just like soon as I would have gotten back, then I had the Congressional Black Caucus yeah. that I'm, I'm, I'm attending as well. And <clears> then it, the week after that would have been the kids red carpet. And then a week after that would have been Cortina's wedding. And then when I came back from that, I have to be prepping and getting ready for, um, the the black authors with the black literacy awards for the blas in in la my oh. birthday is there um, you know in between that time and then i'm out in orlando but the prep work for orlando is going to take some time mm. and i also have one other book an adult book that i really 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 want to get through before <laughs> it's just not enough time oh and i'm trying to put together my five-year business anniversary little gathering okay yeah i get to celebrate october 1st would be five years for clark and hill enterprise okay. and you talk about time flying 
Now, Cortina, watch. You just you just opened the Noir Center. Watch how time flies with that oh, because yeah. I resigned from the federal government. November 7th will be two years. And I'm celebrating five years of my business anniversary on October 1st. Mm -hmm. I, I left during COVID. Has it been easy? Hells to the no. But I'm standing. And so I want to celebrate. As you should. Mm -hmm. As you should. So, ladies, let's talk about some current events going on because I definitely want your opinions. We have not been around all summer. A lot of chair. There's so much <sighs> that's happened and there's so much that's going on. I just want to get some of your opinions. We're going to start a little bit backwards. Go with most current and then stretch it out. Monkeypox. Girl, what in the heck? <laughs> on? What is going on? I mean, what's come on. They done found something in the soil that ain't never been in U.S. territory. I think it's in Alabama. Oh, I didn't see it in Alabama. Oh, I saw it in I'm, California, I'm, Indiana. Uh, and I saw somebody in Atlanta. In Atlanta. No, I ain't talking about monkeypox. Oh, what you talking about? No, I'm talking about this new bacteria, the deadly bacteria that they found in the soil. And it's the first time they ever found it on U.S. soil. What the hell? What? Yeah, this happened last what? week. They found it in Alabama. Say what now? Yes. Yes. What part of Alabama? Well, I'm starting to sound I'm like, one it of, to you. like what part of Alabama? <laughs> I'm gonna send it. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh, my mom is on here watching. Mom, y'all got some kind of strange soil stuff going on here in Alabama. Yes, hmm. yes. CDC bacteria causing daily disease found in the US soil for the first time. This is six days ago. I can't even pronounce what it is. Um this was uh, posted July 28th. So very, 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 very new. What is it? I mean, wow. it's in the soil, so is it in the food? And no, in the soil. In the soil. I know, in the soil that has vegetables or, I mean, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I, they just found it in a random sample of soil. Um, and they said once established in soil, the bacteria cannot be feasibly removed. So, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not in Alabama. It's in Mississippi. Okay. Oh, and I'm, oh, you know what? It need to be gone before I get to, um, you know, oh, I'm not going to Mississippi anyway. So I guess that's what part of Mississippi? On the Gulf Coast. Okay. So you're, oh, wow. Jeez. Okay. So mom, it's not you all. She had me like up in arms over Alabama. Uh, it's a soil and water samples. It's a oh, water kind of. It's always something. Oh my goodness. I'm trying to see if I can type it in the chat, but I don't see where I can type. I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I, I go go to comments. I'm in comments, but I don't see a place for, for, for me to, I, it, there's no space for me to type. Uh-oh. I think you just pushed mute. I can't hear. You're on mute, Pam. Sorry. Go ahead and spell it out for me. Okay. B, capital B dot, P-S-E-U-D. O M A L L E I, Sudamali. Hold up, start over. You let start from M. A L L E I. What is that? B Sudomali. Uh huh. Or Sudomale. So whatever. Deadly. 
It has, who has it killed? And what's it called? It's a deadly. It's a deadly what? You get a blood infection. No, I'm saying it's a deadly what? I'm over here putting it in the chat. So it's a deadly. Just a disease, a bacteria, deadly bacteria. Bacteria. Yeah. Found in soil. Yeah. Golf Coast, right? Golf Coast. Oh, that's kind of yeah, yeah. That's kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so, that, so, so that's 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 recent. That was six days ago, and then right before that, we had the monkeypox, and then the upswing and surge in coronavirus cases. So, um, yeah. So what happens? You know what? You just glutton for punishment if you get this. Um, if you have any part of this B pseudomoly monkeypox and COVID all at the Whoa, same time. No, just throw me away. <laughs> just build you a whole body, just, huh? Just give me a new one. That's scary, though. I mean, I mean, I am certain there is there is a case because monkeypox affects your immune system. COVID affects your immune system. Right? It looks like a COVID in the time more, it depends. It affects your respiratory system, your your breathing and your lungs and stuff. Um, what's named list look like an extra nasty form of super large chicken pox to me with blackheads in them. That's what it looked like to me. And it looks absolutely disgusting. Oh, you know what they look like? I am more terrified of monkeypox. And you ain't going to die from monkeypox. It's just going to be ugly as hell and highly contagious, like chickenpox. I'm more afraid of monkeypox than probably coronavirus. At least coronavirus ain't going to leave me physically scarred. I don't know. That might be crazy talking, but I'm just saying, I, I you know, I don't survive COVID. And I have no a whole bunch of people that have. But right now, as it stands, I don't want no uh, monkey. monkey I don't want no kind of pox. I don't even want two pox CD right now. Too much. Uh -uh. Stop it. <laughs> Too much. Uh -uh. No. You, said you, don't even, you said you don't want two pox, monkey no. pox. No. Wow. No. That is. No, pox. no. that's crazy. No, no, no. Mm -mm. no, no. that's a lot. That's. The thing that it reminds me of, you you know those boils? That's what monkeypox remind me of, reminds me of. It's like having a whole bunch of boils like all over your body. And I saw I was showing my mom a picture today because they said that kids are now having a breakout of monkeypox. And my back. But the thing about it is the way that you have to the way that monkeypox is spread. For it to now be with kids, it's like our kids scraping each other's scabs and no, you don't you have know, to do that. Sharing clothes. I heard of saliva. Don't, don't, I didn't no. know. Oh, well, because just clothes. If they, if you have sharing clothes, sharing bedding, bed. So you know, in daycares, they have naps. You might show somebody cover. But no, but they. Like I that. thought it was okay. So I thought it was, it, it was passed because of like cuts and saliva and all of those it's things. More than that, it's. They say if you go, tr don't try on clothes in the store. Take them home and wash them before you try them on. Yes, child. Can you take them back after that? I don't even know, but 
if we don't fit it, it's going to Goodwill. And That's I would say, point. how would you, you know, I guess you would know if you had monkeypox. No, it got some for some people got like a little weak incubation. The lady, she say she got it because she worked in this was the lady who um documented her progression of her monkeypox in Georgia. She worked um in the um some gas station. It wasn't a racetrack, like Circle K or 7-Eleven. And she said a lot of transient people with dirty money, dirty money out of their, you know, like bosom or shoes or whatever. Um, it's a very highly transient po population that she never wore a mask. She said she started getting, you know, breaking out there because she's touching dirty money. She said she absolutely knows that she got it from work. Well, money is one of the dirtiest things you could yeah. cash, dollar bills, change. Is one of the dirtiest items and things that you can actually touch. I mean, if you put a whole bunch of pennies in your hand or a whole bunch of quarters in your hands and then you go wash your hands, you'll see how much black comes off your hands, yeah. even if you just wash them. Dollar bills are the same way. It's passed and passed and passed and passed and passed. So I'm going to tell you how to spread. All right, here we go. Monkeypox spreads in a few ways. Monkeypox can be spread to anyone through close, close personal, often skin-to-skin -skin contact, including direct contact with monkeypox rashes, scabs, or bodily fluids from a person with monkeypox. That's one way. The other way is touching objects, fabrics, clothing, bedding, towels, and surfaces that have been used by someone with monkeypox. Con uh, contact with respiratory secretions. So somebody <coughs> coughing on you, uh, kissing you or whatever. This direct contact can happen during intimate contact, inclu including oral, anal, and vaginal sex, touching the genitals, penis, testicles, labia, vagina, anus, butthole with the person with monkeypox, hugging, massages, Kissing, prolonged face-to-face -face contact, touching fabrics and other objects during sex that were used on a person with monkeypox and that have not been disinfected, including things such as bedding, towels, fetish gear, and sex toys. All right. That's everything. Only you would find something well, um, that, no. that describes... What you're going to school for? Most we, stuff would we, just we, not, not be that. This, we're not doing this, Cortina. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, oh my god, she sounds like a a, a medication commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here like, oh, my mouth dropping each time she says something. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, did she really just say all of that? Like, yeah, that's it. So there you go. There you have it. CDC information hot off the press right here on Herspiration Happy Hour. It's supposed to be happy, but that, you know, make it a little, I don't know. It's happy because happy hour starts with cocktails. You're going to need one after that. Yeah, I'll just put the whole bottle in my room if I get monkeypox. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I already don't mind, you know, traveling and I'm all over the place. I am literally all over the place, but I'm also very conscious. I'm very conscious about my space. I'm very conscious of me. I'm like you, Cortina. I can't afford to get COVID. I have asthma. Mm -hmm. Hell. Cannot mm -hmm. afford to get COVID. I definitely don't want monkeypox. I mean, just if just throw my whole body away if I get monkeypox. I'm you just saw saying. the man who had both of them at the same time. Say what? The man who had both of them at the same time. Both of what? COVID and monkeypox? Yeah, COVID and monkeypox. Yeah, he was in the hospital. Oh, know. my God. Oh, you can't oh, breathe God. and you broke out. Girl, you itching and you coughing. 
itchy scratchy. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. Wow. Mm-mm. Okay. I, I don't even know how I feel about that. Uh, so what, what else is going on in, in current events other than the itchies and the scratchies and the, the coughing and the not breathing? And that make you think you're supposed to drink 20 bottles of NyQuil and alcohol. That ain't going to help. Ain't no treatments for monkeypox. I know. I'm just saying. People gonna be doing all types of crazy. Look, stuff. I'm gonna get me some oatmeal bath, some chamomile lotion, all types of oil, old type of supplements and herbal mm -hmm. remedies. And I'm gonna call every what you call them people, um, herbalist and yeah. uh, healer, spiritual person who do whatever they do with some with some smoke and they blow it on you. I, whatever I need to get these things removed, that's that's I'm gonna try every. We could be gonna do Santa Maria voodoo, who uh -uh. whatever you do, get these things off me because they uh uh no mm -mm, no I will not. Jesus, oil, whatever we need, we gonna use it all. I have um I do have holy water at home that I got from Israel. That I, I I put it on the anointing stone and I prayed over and I brought it home with me. Break, okay, so you gonna send me some of that? All that, all of it. Oh, that's no, so I can't. No, no. I, oh God! And I I was driving home today. I said, "Oh, I'm not even gonna. I don't even want to verbalize. God, I am not asking for this. I'm just gonna use this hypothetically. Okay, my little conversation with God, real quick. What?" If someone who happened to be getting married on the same day, I am happening to get married, but it's not me because I'm not going to put that on me. Get monkeypox and the pictures looking like all these things and you can't even oh, go. No. While everybody else sitting there enjoying and you on the screen at the wedding and saying I do and all this stuff like, oh, oh that's horrible. I couldn't imagine. I would be Just devastated. Just keep your ass in the house from now to October. Yes, I would be devastated. I don't know. Mm. Now I feel like that. You know what? I'm gonna have, everywhere I travel, I'm gonna have to put a hazmat suit on. <laughs> mm. Mm -mm. Too dangerous. It's dangerous out here in these streets. Let's go back to 19. Well, we can't even go back to the early 1991s because you know that's when the height of the the AIDS was going on from like 82 to like mid 1990s not saying that it's not an issue today but that's when it was like at its height when everybody walking around here ignorant not really knowing and just speaking ignorant stuff about it but you had that scare tactic like i am scared but yeah, yeah that's, that's where we are so, so let's let's lighten it up a little bit because i've been seeing some stuff on social media that has been cracking me up have y'all seen the pictures of you know i guess chris brown is on tour right and oh, he has he has he's been he has he gives people like a vip experience where you get to take pictures he is catching, yes but he is catching he's always done that let's just let me just okay. start with that he's always done that yeah he's always well, given his fans, fans, i ain't doing it but he's always no but it wasn't always a thousand dollars this was oh but he's always given his fans a vip experience but this year when they're paying a thousand dollars just for a VIP experience, and the other people people need to understand the VIP experience, I'm certain comes with your ticket purchase. Oh yeah. So you're not only just saying I'm paying to be, you know, for this VIP experience, you also paying for your ticket to the uh the concert, all of those things, probably great ass seats on the floor, I'm and sure. then you also get to take pictures. 
but he is catching flack for the way that he's taking pictures with all of the people who want him to take pictures. They look like they coupled up, booed up. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen it? If that's what they do, yeah. No, I haven't seen girl, the pictures. I've, got, heard of, I've heard about it, but I haven't seen the pictures. Girl, they got some girls that's bent over and behind him, and he just, I mean, he is serving, okay? He is like the real deal uh, VIP <laughs> deal. And the thing is, would you expect anything less from Chris? Y'all know he's so crazy. He but you know what? But the other part is that's that's the way that they are they are wanting to take pictures with him. He's just giving his fans what they are asking for. I respect it. I mean, and I'm sure that there are some people who took some regular ass pictures with it with him, but those aren't the ones that they are going to talk about. Oh. I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that everybody is talking about this thousand dollar VIP experience that Chris Brown is given, and I'm here for it. I'm like, do it, Chris. <laughs> I think the pictures are hilarious, but somebody who pays for VIP experiences, you don't normally get that. No, 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 no. you no. don't get that. I just got a regular ticket because you know Kim, one of my favorite singers. I did the VIP package with him. Not this concert I went to this year, but this was like back in 2016 when I went to go see him. And all we got was a little lounge in the back and one little up like up and close and personal picture with him. That oh, for real? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we just got a little bit of little snacks and little food and stuff like that and then the picture with him. Um, but I see here for the $1,200 for the Chris Brown concert, I'm going to tell you what you get. So this is what we get. Okay. Premium VIP lounge package. Each VIP lounge package includes one premium reserve ticket in the first five rows. So that's your ticket. Exclusive access to the pre-show VIP lounge, including appetizers, two drink tickets, photo booth opportunities, music and more. One VIP parking space per order where available. Official VIP lounge lanyard specifically designed tour keychain, exclusive VIP merchandise item, photo opportunity in front of the VIP backdrop, pre-show tour merchandise shopping, early entry into the building, dedicated check-in and merchandise pickup location. So that is for the premium VIP lounge. Now just the VIP lounge, not the premium. That's the premium. This is the regular VIP lounge. So the premium is 1210. The regular VIP is a thousand. This is what we get. Okay. One premium reserve ticket in the first 10 rows. So you're going to be five rows back. So one of the, one of them exclusive access to the pre-show VIP lounge, including the appetizer and the drink and the photo booth and all that. Official VIP lounge laminate lanyard, specifically designed tour keychain, exclusive VIP merchandise, photo opportunity. Well, hell, the only thing you don't get is the parking space. So let me just, I don't need them $200. Let me just, when you really break it down, the only thing I'm really not getting is the parking space. And, you know, I still get the early entry. Girl, you can Uber. Yeah, like, right. I need that. Mm. Yeah, I need that. Wow, that's a lot. So I'm sorry, yeah. that's a lot you get for. That's a lot you get for. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. VIP, honestly, that's 
You know how much food costs in those venues? A lot. Speaking of, yeah. let me, you know what? I hate to, hmm, I hate to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it because I really don't care. So while I was at the NAACP National Convention, and I'm sure it's no hit to them, the location that they were at was absolutely amazing in Atlantic City. The only thing that I didn't like, and I'm sure everybody complained about, first of all, their smart water was $5 each. I stayed oh. thirsty. Bitch, I stayed thirsty. I was like, I will drink my spit before I pay $5 for a smart water that was like, like this size. I cannot. Not, I can get a whole case of smart water for $5. I'm, I'm going to drink my spit. I'm good. Is there a water fountain around? Okay. The second, yes, ma'am. The second thing was that they had chicken nuggets or chicken strips and French fries for $17. I don't know. I'm I'm hungry and I'm thirsty. I'm good. I'm gonna let my body. I'm I'm gonna let my body metabolize that part. My body was gonna have to eat whatever it was that I had the night before. That whatever little remnants, crumbs, or whatever is gonna eat that, or it was gonna, it's gonna have to do. I was made. What I did, I was smart enough the second day to bring water with me. So I did. Actually, the first day I brought water. The second day I didn't. That's when I found out water was five dollars. I was like, who five, five what? Five what now? Mm-mm. Uh, uh, my favorite thing is like, who say what? Uh-uh. Not paying. You know what they said. That's why you ain't drink that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not. But I ate good. It was a great experience. But there was just little things. Oh, somebody stole some books of mine. I was like, what in the hell? Then they claimed they had a. I had a camera right over my my table. But when it came time to look at it, it was like, well, it didn't really see your table at the time. It focuses all around. It's like, so y'all got all these cameras in here. And, and yeah, you know, it was, Mm-mm. yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, they must have needed it more than me. So hopefully learn something from it. Whoever you were to stole my books. Mm-hmm. They was, thank God it wasn't my kids' books. So they would have had to pay for that. Okay, okay, okay. I had already sold. So I sold out of my kids' book on the first day. The only ones that I had was I in French and Spanish. Yeah, no, the only ones I had was a few of them that was in French and Spanish. And then I had my adult books and only I sold out of one of my adult books. And then I still had, I had a, a lot more. So I went with two crates of books and I came back with a half a crate overall of all of my books. But just to know that, you know, that's, they sold, they said, you can leave your booth set up because we have security. The funny mm-hmm. thing was, it was, oh, this was the other part. So Nico's table was across from our mind. Him and Shakira had a table together or a little booth together. The first day that somebody stole my book, somebody broke her retractable banner. Oh, wow. The second, the second day we were Shakira? Shakira. The, the singer? No. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant, I'm like, oh, she in trouble for tax, tax evasion or something, whatever she got going oh, on. I thought no. you meant Shakira. Oh, okay. No, 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 Shakira. Um, oh, okay, so she's girl. out of Atlanta. But her, so her, it was, my books was taken and in it, and I'll show what my booth looked like. My booth, I took pictures of my booth every night. And I was one of the last people to always leave other than security. security. So the security and the cleaning people. And then, and it wasn't them. So then the Secret Service, when Kamala Harris came. So I'm like, this: the Secret Service steal or did y'all cleaning people steal? <laughs> whoever it was. So they broke. It was, it was almost as if myself, my table and the Black Authors Matter tour table was like a target. 
Wow. Weird. So the first, like I said, the first day Shakira's retractable banner broke. Yeah. yeah. The second day we came back, Nico's retractable banner broke. Oh, see, no, no, no. Oh, I know. So day two, day two and three was off the chain. I was like, what the hell? But of course, nothing was seen on the cameras. Like, get the fuck out of here. No, that's bullshit. Oh, excuse me. That's bull crap. It's uh, in the world. All them days, that stuff happening. Ain't nobody seen nothing. Yeah, so that was that was crazy. And then we all felt like, why were we our target? Now, I would say I did have the best table for an author in there because it was vibrant and everything. Not to toot my own horn, but I'm going to do it any goddamn way. BB. <laughs> they so they had the author they in the author's pavilion. We had I was also a panelist and then I also moderated co-moderated a panel. And then so when I was up there, you know, my table still was drawing people. So every now and again they would have other authors say, you know, get up on there, tell where their booth is at, about their books and all that. And they kept coming by my table saying, Oh, get up on the stage, get up on the stage. I'm like, I am not. I'm tired. I'm gonna sit right here. I don't even want nobody else at my table. I sold out the first day. The more people that come to this table, meaning the more orders that I'm going to have to put in. Hence mm -hmm. why it took me two weeks to send out orders. But the whole time, people kept coming by, taking pictures of my booth and all of that. What I can guarantee you is that if you're an author and you saw my booth, you done stepped your game up. You're welcome. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you're welcome. No, that's right. Well, no, I saw the other part. I mean, I host a kid's red carpet tour. I just brought stuff from that. It's not like I did anything elaborate that I would not have normally done for my own tours. If I have a table, it's bright yellow. That's my yeah. brand color. Yeah. In yeah. terms of when I'm out and about, my it's mm. all about color for kids. I was out there. It says it's the author showcase. I'm showcasing all of my books, but majority of my books are children's books. So why yeah. wouldn't I Be go bright. all out? Here's what I do love. Shout out to all of the authors that have been a part of my tour. Y'all number one, because they all, if, if they would have came and set up, they would have had the same effect. Because when you're a children's book author, you just think differently. You think about who your audience is and that's who you draw and pull in. Yeah. So naturally, if you're a kid's book author, you have the bright, you have the vibrant, you have all of these other things. So shout out to all of my kids book authors who know what it means to be out there on display and have your product and stuff out there. Product meaning a book. Book is a product. Just saying. So I'm looking forward to the to the Congressional Black Caucus Authors Pavilion that I'm going to be a part of as well. All right. Yes. Well, I can't wait to see pictures from it and just you know, see who you were able to rub shoulders with and meet and who patronized your table and everything like that. So Speaking of, I need to tell, I need to put some pictures out there because I was, that was the other thing I'm not used to. I'm not used to people saying, can I take a picture with you? Can I take a picture by your table? Can I, I'm just not used to that, but I was banging those clothes out there. I was like, hey, you know, you always want to leave memorable or you want to leave there. You're memorable if there's something different about you. So they always remember that. But I've made some really great con connects out there and contacts and people are emailing me about this other growth economic fund or something like that or foundation or something that's going to take place uh, in New Jersey. In the, what is it? In Martha's Vineyard. And I'm like, I'm not available, but I mean, it would have been nice. But I have had so many people reach out to me about that. 
Nice. I'm all about literacy and advocacy and change um, for our community. So, you know, I, I'm loving. And I became huh, a NAACP member. Yay. Well, congratulations. Huh? Local level or national level? So I did the at large national oh, because okay. the national level is out of Baltimore. And when I put okay. my okay. Uh, zip code in, that's what it came, came up, up with. A, well, no, I had several, but I'm all over the place. Mm, so I chose, mm, I chose mm, at large. I mean, because you can pick any one that you want to be with. I just chose at large. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm in Houston this weekend. I'm Lord knows I'm always in Atlanta. I go out to, well, last year between Atlanta and LA, it had my attention. This year I've been in Atlanta a whole lot. Yeah. But it's work. It's the work that I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one other thing to go back to the Chris Brown thing, the thousand dollars is in addition. <clears throat> it's in addition to. So what now, huh? It's in addition to. To what? That much, what you pay? That thousand dollars is in addition to what they A pay. picture. The picture, yes. Do you think he's not worth it? Oh, I don't know. I don't like him like that. But I, like I said, if it was Beyonce, I'm paying for it. I pay for it for Beyonce because I, I, oh, she's just a great entertainer. But okay. for any, that's like saying, like, if it was Michael Jackson, oh, yes, if he was still alive. Like, there are just some artists that, you know, you, that's, that's, your your artist. It's almost like um, here's some artists I really like, but would I pay that to have that experience? Probably not. But there are some that I would. So you know, everybody's different. Like Morgan want to go to the Chris Brown concert, not for no thousand dollars. She said, "Well, we can be all the way in the back. It don't matter. I just want to be there." I said, "Girl, it's monkey punks. You're gonna be too close. All people breathing and singing. Concerts scare me." Cause your mouth is open, you singing, you shouting, all of that stuff from the inside. Like when you're just having like regular conversation, like it ain't going like <clears throat> where there's like extra force behind it. You could be a little bit before, but if you got somebody right here on the side of you and then somebody right here on the side of you and they doing all this body secretions and singing and spitting and shouting, that's, that's too much. That That's, that's too, too much. Hazmat suit. Too much. Get you a painter suit. You know how like they have the whole oh, suit. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, we went paint and then you went, then you put the like the goggles on, you know, like that, not the goggles, the um the mask, the mask yeah, cover, and you that. put a mask on. Yeah, that's all you do. And then you go that's and you just enjoy it and you have fun. I'm be sweating on the inside. It's never Maybe. too hot. I sweat on the inside before my ass get monkey pox. Well, I, I just sit at home and watch it on TV. And so drink for free and eat for free. Cortina is I'm not Cortina. Louisa, is there anybody that you would say that you would pay a thousand dollars to take a picture with? Did she fall off, Louisa? Louisa? Sorry, I pulled into my neighborhood. My uh, service went out. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. So the weird thing is, I'm a fan of no one. There's nobody worth a thousand dollars to take a picture with. I don't even be pressed to take pictures when I'm doing red carpets. 
But I think, but I, but, but I think real purpose is different because your 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 focus is different. This is just the way I view it. Like I'm there to do, a, a, I'm doing something. I'm there for my either my own brand or I'm there doing PR or working or doing something. So you don't want to be like groupie-ish or whatever like that. So then it's like, no, this is where my mind is not on it. Oh, it's cool. I see them, dap them up, whatever. Hey, you know, I'm a big fan or whatever. But if I'm this is me. I don't go to concerts unless I have to really, really like want to hear your music in order to go to your concert. Right. So if I'm going to your concert, I'm giving you my money because I can hear you on iTunes for free. Right. So if I'm paying to go to your concert, I don't care if it's $25. I must be really like you. And then if it's like a once in a lifetime thing, like, for example, I told she wanted to go to the Beyonce concert so bad. We don't even know when it's coming out. I said, well, we ain't going to have the seats I had last time because now I got to pay for two of us, not just one of us. And so I feel like for me, Beyonce is an experience, right? I think she's an iconic entertainer. Is she the best singer? She's probably not like a singer, but she is a great entertainer and when i say like saying i'm talking about like very soul she's more no i know what you mean i I know what you mean yeah so she ain't my favorite singer but she's my favorite entertainer so i think for the experience i think michael jackson was singing and entertaining so maybe let's just go back 20 years I don't know if I would have been like, damn, I would have paid $1,000 to Michael Jackson. But today, I probably would have been like, god damn, man, I should have took that opportunity to pay that $1,000 for that ticket with Michael Jackson because that's a memory, that's a lifetime. If you see him like that, you know what I'm saying? There are some people that move people in different ways. So I I wouldn't say like I'm a fan of no one. It ain't like I'm going to be having heart attacks and falling out and everything like that. But if I got it, if I if I have it, if I have it to spend and spare, if it's somebody who I think I want to see and have like a personal up close situation with and get five minutes to have a conversation with them and talk to them and things like that. And it's not just a picture. I think I'll do it if that's what I want to do. No, I, when I say I'm a fan of no one, I'm literally a fan of no one. I'm a fan of music, music in and of itself. I, I can't say that there is a person, a singer or a rapper or anything. I've been to concerts. I, I take Jay, Jay likes concerts, so I go to concerts. But if it's up to me, I'm fine not going. I just don't, I don't, I don't put that much stock in, in someone who just is out there to entertain me. It's not like they're paying my bills. So, <laughs> like, well, see, I, I like, see, I, I, but, see, but I would pay. different. Because but I mean, it's I would like pay. people pay to go see you. Oh you yeah, so I mean, I totally like say, I totally as, as say, yes. But that's what I'm saying. Some people pay, they and they do, but they and but they're also like you say, they're paying for an experience. I'm, exactly. I'm just there, but I'm offering an experience. Right. But but I'm saying is I go to concerts, but I can't say I'm a fan of anyone. I like music, so if I like your music, I'm not trying to be. Well, I can't say I'm be on the floor because see, I'm spoiled. So like when I take Jay out, it's for his birthdays and all that other stuff. And I'll get VIP tickets and I make sure I'm close because I don't care for the nosebleeds. Because mm-hmm. I because I go for the experience. I go for the experience. If the experience is some shit, then I have a problem. I don't waste it my money. Mm-hmm. But I go for the experience of things. That's what I pay for. If I'm going, to, I w- you know what I did? Like I loved Hamilton, the musical. I was going to take Morgan to see it. It's down here. And. And then not only did I love it online, my cousin Ashley took me last year for my birthday. 
Mm-hmm. And I loved seeing, even though it was different, it was different actors. I still loved the experience of being there because it is one of my favorite plays. Mm-hmm. I also liked Mama Mia play. My, you know, I had a friend take me to a Broadway play. Um, Christina, she brought it for my birthday, and I went. And it was then when I originally was supposed to go. They, the, all of the writers had a uh, or actors had a strike. So stuff closed down, then they open back up. I did go, but I like paying for the experience. If you're just going to get up there and sing, I got, I ain't got time for that. I want the whole entire experience. That's why when you said Beyonce is a, it's, she's an entertainer. I'm sure she would be great. You know why I would never go to a Beyonce concert? Cause I don't like, cause I don't like her fans. Her fans are crazy. That's like Michael Jackson. Oh. I have to sit in the nosebleeds. Oh, for her fan, because of her fans, I feel like I would have to sit in the nosebleeds. Michael Jackson, I'd have to f- sit in the nosebleeds. I'm not trying to be picking up people off the floor that's passing it out. Like that. It wasn't Every like day. that at all. And I was one row from the floor. It wasn't, it, it, that oh, was not. My, well, that's different one row from the floor. Well, no, that's I, not, not really. When, when I saw, like, I didn't even have to look at the Jumbotron. I saw her. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, and nobody was falling out. Everybody was singing and dancing. This was when she went on tour, the Carter tour. Um, and so it was amazing. Like her choreograph. I'm talking about. Yeah. Day I saw Jay-Z moment. that. I think I saw when we went to, I took Jay for his birthday to the Jay-Z concert. The, the and I know, you know, I'm just looking at the time. We have like three minutes. I don't know. If we said, no, we're good to talk. But Louisa, do yeah. you have to head out? Um, no, uh, not today. We're every other week now. So, oh, okay. um, so we can just chit chat. We just chatting. Y'all okay. gonna just catch yeah, the after. So I'm, I'm, I'm this listening. This our first time my, back. Um, we got a lot to catch up on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're just gonna do it live. I don't really know. It is what it is. I mean, we'll we'll wrap it up soon, but I just want to, yeah. you know, we're just in the yeah, middle of conversation. Yeah. So. And everybody who's watching and listening, like, what are your thoughts? Have you ever thought about if you have an artist and if you do, who would that artist or entertainer be that you would be willing to pay? Because some people would be like, I'm only paying an extra two fifty. I'm extra paying an extra thousand. I'm paying an extra. I'm not paying no thousand dollars to meet no daggone celebrity. My behind will be in the corner as good as I am on the camera and zoom in and get my picture. I'm good. But I think it's yeah. different again. So, like, you know how people they have money and they pay ten thousand dollars to go to these gala dinners and stuff like that. Some True. people it so I think I don't even I wouldn't even categorize it as just entertainers. If someone is a keynote speaker at an event, there are some people just to want support that event and because they really want to see Barack Obama, they're going to pay them $20,000. They're going to pay them $10,000. I think it is what is comfortable for you. There's no right or wrong. It's just what you're willing to spend money on. I'm not a tennis shoe person. Some people pay like $1,000 for tennis shoes. Not me. I don't want to spend two hundred dollars on tennis shoes. You know, everybody's priority and what they're willing to spend money on yeah. is different. Some people don't want to spend one hundred and sixty dollars for forty-five minutes on therapy, but they'll go get massages every week for two hundred and fifty dollars. It just really depends on what you want to spend your resources that you work hard for in in what area. No, you're totally right. You are you are absolutely right. I pay. I do pay for expenses. I, here again, I go back to, I pay for experiences. I pay for, I'm always looking like you just read all those things. I'm looking at how is my money going to work for me? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, 
you know, am, am I going to get what it is that I'm, I'm looking for? And not just because of your name, but what is at the end of the day? I mean, and sometimes, look, I didn't splurge for my for my birthdays. That's when I really splurge. I splurge for my birthdays on on shit that I probably don't even actually stuff I don't even use right now. <laughs> That's just sat there. I've splurged on things that I don't even use just for the sake of it. But at the end of the day, if I really want to, I can go back and use it. But right. when, but experiences matter. That matters. So when I travel, I'm not just saying, oh, I'm going, I want to go here so I can brag or what. No, I'm going for the experience. When I went to Egypt, I went for the experience. When I went to Israel, I went for the experience of what I can take away and what I can. I'm going to make the most of the experience because I don't pay my money. When I fly, my flights are an experience. I want to know that when I get on there and if I want to go first class or I want to sit and drink all I want in the lounge before I get on this airplane, that's what I'm going to do because it's the experience at the end of the day. It's it's a memorable experience for me. So it's not that it has to be something grand to anybody else. It just mm -hmm. has to have meaning to me. Right. And like you said, when people are out here spending $20,000 on a ticket to see Barack Obama, if that's your thing, I'm certain at $20,000, something is coming with it that means something to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I'm certain mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so as long as as long as things add up for you, spend your money willy nilly the way you want to. I'm not I'm not here to judge because I know that I done spent money <laughs> and I wonder why the hell did I spend that money? But you only live once. YOLO, you can't take it with you. But it's different, you know, kind of like also when you have a partner, like, for example, everybody by now knows I'm getting married. But me and D, we had a very interesting conversation because he said, well, I would much rather spend that money on an experience. I said, but for me, this is an experience. I said, we yeah. don't define experience in the same way. He want to have a, 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 a trip of a lifetime. I said, well, why? We're, we're, we are having a trip, but it's also signifying us blending our lives together. So even in your own household, you can have very differing opinions on what the experience is. Because for me, this is an experience. I've never had a lavish wedding. Have I planned one? Yes, but I called the wedding off. So I've never actually gotten the opportunity to engage in that. And whereas for him, he could give two rats asses about a goddamn, you know, wedding. So for me, where I thought we should spend our money for the experience, he wanted a different type of experience that was just me, him, and the kids going on the vacation of a lifetime. So even in that, you know, he's not wrong. I'm not wrong. It's just we see it differently when we're talking about the experiences, you know, that we want to have. And just like we was talking on here, you know, Pam, all of us have what we will pay, what we won't pay, and everything like that, and, and what we consider an experience. Think about it. What does your partner think about experiences and how does that play into, you know, the decisions that you make financially about things that you want to do and maybe things they don't want to do and vice versa? And how do you reconcile that? Oh, that's a lot. That's heavy. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> just, just saying that that's literally a whole nother podcast. <laughs> wow. But what you know what? What I will say is that when we talk about the individual experiences that each of us wants or have at the end of the day to me what matters most is what's not captured so it, it, and, and what i mean by that is if you have to post everything you do 
it's not as memorable to me. Mm-hmm. It's it's whatever is left after that because I've had the greatest time when I've shut down. And I've been able to just absolutely enjoy being there in the moment, not having oh, let me hear my, my, my phone and my camera out. It's been the best times of my life because, I mean, I understand and I, I do say that content is king. But content can't replace certain things. You need some downtime. And I mean, for anyone who I feel like is a social media influencer and I understand that's how you get paid, but not everything in your life should be captured. Sometimes it's great to just put your phone down and live in that moment. Mm -hmm. Literally live in that moment and embrace that moment because life is short and memories up here last a lot longer than some of the photos. I see it a little bit different though. And I think I didn't start seeing it differently until well, like, well, social media wasn't a big thing then when I got cancer, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's when your mortality is in front of you. And then especially when my cousin died, it's almost like I we had a lot of pictures, but I wish we had more. Or even when I see patients with dementia, right? They don't got their memories no more. So I ain't saying keep, you know, stay like this the whole time. Like, no, you got to take a few pictures, put the phone down so you can enjoy. But Pictures and capturing moments are extremely important to me because I love looking back. Anybody who knows me, I am a picture freak. Am I going to post them all? Nope. Right. No. So, no. But you know what? Now, as somebody who's have over 40,000 photos in their phone, I like taking photos. But what I'm saying is that that's not everything to me. The moments that I've enjoyed the most have been times when I've actually put the camera down, when it was less pressure for me to capture moments, when I can capture moments and be in that moment with friends or family or or whatever. I've loved those moments. I Like I said, I'm the firm believer in content is king. But downtime means separating yourself from here and, and just it, having that one-on-one time. Because mm-hmm. if you go, and so I'm swatting bugs, y'all. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if you, I know, I'm like, I'm out here and it's getting to be more evening and more evening. If yes, you, trust me. If you are out, yeah. If you are out, go and observe how many people are like this at dinner tables. A lot. Everybody's heads down. Everybody's doing this. Everybody's doing this. I've been cognizant more since seeing that. So I try to put my phone down more. And then sometimes I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, damn, I'm the only one that got my phone down. (laughs) And and so I try to back from that. But I do believe in in getting moments. I I capture lots of moments, lots of great moments. A lot of them. Because I, like you said, you know, because I always, sometimes I love capturing moments. Not everything has to be on social media. Sometimes there are moments that are just like when you go through your phone and you can look back and say, damn, I remember that moment. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. that moment. And you can reminisce with the people that you love because not everything needs to be on social media. If you're at a funeral, it don't no, need to no, be. No, on don't post media. no night. If, you got, if you're in a hospital, you don't have to post on social media. I mean, there, there are certain places that I feel like they're off limitations, but maybe that's just, you know, that's the 70s kid in me. I was born in the 70s. I wasn't raised in but, you know. I think well, maybe that's just my generation that some of it is just outrageous. Well, my dad, I remember when I was in the hospital for 20 days for me, Jeez. 
I ain't even want to post anything. And then my cousin called me. She was like, have you seen Facebook? I was like, no, girl. She sent me the goddamn Facebook screenshot. My dad had posted pictures of me in my most vulnerable state, right? So at this time, I can't talk. I'm just texting him. Like, I'm sending it to him like, I don't want that because I, 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 I'm not talking. So I'm only writing and texting to my mom and everything. And I was very visibly upset. I was crying because one, I was embarrassed. I wasn't ready to show that side of me or whatever. And so it wasn't, I wanted to be the one to be able to be comfortable to say, okay, yeah, now I'm ready to show myself with a feeding tube or, or in the hospital. But I wasn't able to do that until like a year later. Mm -hmm. While I was oh, okay. there, so my dad, he took it down, but he did not understand from his perspective. He was saying, oh, my God, I'm so blessed that she's still here. Like, and this was in 2018. Like, she's, you know, pushing through it and, and getting to where where she needs to go. So he's doing it because I'm an only child from like, oh, my God, I'm such a proud dad. She's not where we want her to be, but she's coming there. And I'm like. I don't want these goddamn people in my business. Why are you posting me looking like this with my hair looking a mess? I got this tube coming out my nose. I can't talk. I look emaciated like, oh, my God, take this down. I'm embarrassed. And so he's talking. I'm texting and sending messages. He was saying I should have been grateful that I was still alive. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I get his perspective, but I also believe in giving people privacy. And because you don't know if people want you to post those particular parts of them or when they like, oh, I'm going to go see my friend. What? That's a HIPAA violation. Why are you telling these people on Facebook? Did they give you permission to disclose what they got going on? OK, so and I don't think that people should be like, oh, my God, such and such died or such and such is pregnant. Like, if they haven't announced it, I don't believe that you should. So also when it comes to pictures like that, be mindful about what you are posting. And if this person is not so much of a poster, you know, ask them, hey, is it okay? Now, if it's somebody, a friend, and you know it's okay, like, for example, if I want to see Pam and we take a picture together, I'm probably going to post it. Yep. But if it's somebody who I don't really know anything, and I'm like, I'm like, do you, do you like, is this picture okay? You know, you want to get the good view because everybody like let me see it because you don't want to post anything that people are not going to be comfortable with posting so if you're going to post don't post your life away but if you're going to post be mindful of the people who you might be posting and if that's something that they would want for you to post so that's just yeah but no i i agree but and so just for context because I know people are like, damn, did she say she spent 20, 20 days in a hospital? Can you explain why you were in the hospital for 20 days? I know you've so, been vocal about it on our podcast of different things. Yeah. So it started off, they thought I had strep throat. Right. And so I kept going back and forth to the emergency room. And it just kept getting worse until it was one day. Like I had like now five visits to the emergency room. Um I had an infection in my blood or something like that. And then I remember I swallowed and it felt like no lot razor blades. Like I could not even drink water. So within those 20 days, I lost 30 pounds. Like it was bad. Like I, I could not, it hurt to move my mouth. They had this thing. They had the feeding tube in my nose, right? Cause I wasn't, I could eat. I had this thing that take away all the slob cause I couldn't swallow. They tested me for um, for throat cancer because, you know, I'm a cancer survivor. So they could not find anything from there. So what happened was because I had radiation, 
when I initially had cancer to this to the neck area and the back of my throat, it was a, a not not like a latent, but I guess like a dormant infection that did not activate until years later. And we're talking about 10, 12 years later that I had this rare infection that attacked my throat and caused me to ex have the pain that that I had it when I say it was so painful it was so painful and they actually like diagnosed me with like failure to thrive because then I had like heart issues from it like they could not regulate my heart rate like it was out of the the, the cancer that was the time where I felt like like I was knocking at death door like I didn't know what the hell was going on. Like it was one of the most scariest experience I think I've I've ever had. Like 20 days straight when you hoping, can I go home today? No, I'm like, damn, I can't go home today. Like I clearly I'm not saying this, but I'm thinking this in my mind. And everything I'm typing and texting everything because I could not talk. Oh, you're on mute. Look at there. Look, I'm back. I'm, you know what? This this whole being back is a new thing to me. <laughs> no, I said that's scary. Um, you, this that's super scary. And but yeah. I, I mean, the blessing Learning is that here you are. You had to learn how to rewalk. Well, because I was walking slow. I was in the bed. I couldn't get up and do. That. Oh yeah. Oh, it's for twenty days. I mean, strange. you know what? I, I guess I never thought about. You never got up for twenty days. Not really. Mm -mm. I, I needed help. Oh, you had, had a catheter. Fall risk. Okay. Had, like I was a fall risk, and it, it was, it was, it was, it was a lot. It, 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 it was, it was some shit. Yeah, it, it was a lot. God bless you for being here. You done been through some stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this has been such. I, I'm glad I got to catch up. I got to learn more. I'm just. This is. This is our first day back for the second part of our fifth season and i tell you it's it's been such a it's this summer you don't you never know how much of a break you need until you have it mm -hmm. i will say that we podcast every wednesday starting this year we podcast every wednesday shout out to all of our past guests that made you know made us do our work <laughs> we worked uh, every Wednesday. And if anybody knows, I've never missed an episode. I've never, never missed an episode. So from January to the end of May, we podcast, we took a summer hiatus for two months and we yep. are back. Our August is already booked. <laughs> we are now into September and we even have some September dates booked. And so I'm trying to... Um, and look here, I'm trying to get my life right. So if you want to be featured on our podcast, get in right now. Go to this website, dawentertainment.com backslash podcast. If you scroll down, it says want to be featured. Mm -hmm. If and, and featured means a lot of things. If you just want to come hang out with us and have some conversation, Dude. come on. We are all here for it. You know, grab your cocktail. It is very low key. We are a smorgasbord of conversation. It's very laid back and it's non-judgmental. We have, we even got a therapist over here. So <laughs> it's, it's very diverse and we love it. If you want to promote your brand, you have something going on, 
come on, hit us up on dawentertainment.com backslash podcast and get on our show. The one thing I will say is some people don't follow instructions. It gives instructions on there and reading is fundamental. And as somebody who's a writer and a literacy advocate, reading is fundamental. There are, there's a, technically it's three phases to being registered. When you put your name and information in and you click send, you will immediately get an email that will take you to our scheduler. Once you schedule your podcast, you'll get instructions. That's it. It's only two parts, really, until the third one you get it. And then you will hear from me because believe it or not, I wear a lot of hats. Cortina, I tell you, I engineer every podcast. Well, not engineer now because we, we are live. And so what you see and what you hear, that's what's put on our platform. But I do all of the promo our graphics everything. for it. I do. I upload everything. I know. <laughs> but that's why I had to automate it. So it is fully automated for you to be able to be featured on this podcast and come out and hang out with us because we're just a lot of fun. And we also, if you love this show tonight, hit us off with, you know, you can go to www.buymeacoffee, even though it's buymeacoffee.com backslash herspiration HH, it's a tip jar for us. You will also, if you go to our website, dawentertainment.com backslash podcast, it'll say tip jar right there. You can leave us a tip. And here again, we are always open. We are excited. This is season five. There's so many new changes coming to season six. I'm not ready to share that just yet, but I'm working on season six as much as I'm working on anything else that, you know, that's tied to my branding. Um, Cortina, where can everybody follow you at? Oh, let's take it. Everybody can find, well, everybody can find me or follow me at the girlfriend therapist on all social media platforms. Um, you can also follow Sex Veiled, and that's S. Can we hold on? Hold on, hold on, no, no, back up, back up, back up, back. Can we talk really quick? Because you didn't mention that. You're right. I didn't. You didn't mention that real quick. So y'all, stay, stay tuned just for a little bit longer. Please explain your Sexed Unveiled, because not only is this instrumental in your dissertation. Yes. But it's now a tool turned game or you, you're turning yeah. into a game, everything. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about it really quick because we, we have got to talk about that. So sex unveil stands for sexual expression uh, and discrepancies. So it's how you and your partner or partners interact with one another. So one part of it, it's a survey instrument that clinicians can use to rate um the health or the discrepancy or discord within a sexual relationship amongst partners or partners amongst yeah amongst partners and then the second part is if you just want to have fun and make communication sexy again it is a way for you to have some of those maybe challenging conversations about things that you're into and things that you're not into and maybe how can we move things that maybe I'm neutral to to maybe into and have discussions about sexual behaviors interactions and acts that maybe we didn't think about before and spice it up a little bit by using our mouths to communicate our wants needs and desires so yes that is sex unveiled that whole using your mouths I'm glad you cleared that other part up because yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it came out a little bit mouth like Using your mouth, yeah, I was like, we want you to use, use your mouth and use your mouth. Use your mouth to use your mouth. We want you to do both. We want you to use your mouth to communicate what you want and use your mouth to access pleasure. 
Now, okay. using your mouth, you might be into biting, you might be into licking, you might be into sucking or kissing or, you know, caressing through your lips, whatever it is. Which pair of lips we're talking about? It just depends on if you are a labia owner. Um, so, so yeah. yeah. I can't with you. <laughs> so this, this is what happens when you talk to someone who is very close, like, um, what, less than, less than, what, a month? Two months, yeah. Less than two months from receiving her doctorate mm -hmm. in sex, sexology? Clinical sexology. Yes, I can't wait. I'm already a sex therapist, so it's not anything. I'm just expanding. I know you're yeah. just expanding. Well, you're getting you you are getting the 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 creme de la creme <laughs> of clinical sexology. Okay, so yeah. yes, masters and all that takes you there, but you know, a doctorate in clinical sexology is something totally different. That puts you in the creme de la creme, uh, and you. So when you tune in here, just know you're getting the creme de la creme on conversation. <laughs> unjudged on anything evolved in, you know, involving sex. Correct. Correct. I'm so glad that we have guests over the next few weeks because, you know, our conversations go left real fast. And real quick. Yeah. So, but you can catch me <laughs> on all social media at I-A-M-D-R-P-G-U-R-L-E-Y. Also connect with my Instagram page, the new B-G-B-B Kids Red Carpet. They have their own page now, as well as my book series, the Brown Girl and Brown Boy series on Instagram, Facebook, and on, I think it's modified on Twitter because the name is too dang long. But, you know, you can always connect with me. If you go to my page and go to the link tree, it really access everything. Or you go to my bio, it tells you everywhere that you can find everything that I'm doing. We appreciate you hanging out. Yes. And I'm just going to continue to sit here and enjoy my backyard. You know what? You know what? I'm going to go and I'm just in. Let me explain something to you. There's is something pleasurable about having a personal pool. So I don't have a swimsuit on, but I do have on shorts and a top. And that's what I'm going to jump in the pool in just because well, I mean, I'm this no is commando. No, I'm not going commando. Oh, okay. <laughs> I already have a towel. So I have my I have my towel out here. So I'm just going to go and have a dip in the pool to cool off and just kind of kind of enjoy life. I got airplanes over my head and everything else. Like, what in the world? I know. This is why I've been, and that's a private plane, too. So somebody's taking some lessons. Nice. But you know what? Tune in next week, you all. Let me tell you who our guest is going to be next week. Oh! Oh, we got the authoress to Kenya Johnson in the house. When I say this, this has to be one of the most phenomenal, phenomenal readers I have ever had the pleasure oh, of you talked about her yeah I'm, I'm always talking about her you all are going to have to tune in uh, you know next week wednesday at 7 p.m eastern standard time 6 p.m central to kenya is all she is she's absolutely a beautiful spirit and her givingness to how she resonates with children from the props to the way she reads and the way she interacts it's an absolute amazing thing so, you know, tune in next Wednesday. Where would I be? Oh, you know what? I'm, I'll am i be traveling to Houston. So I'm I'm going to have to either get there early or figure out something. You know, you know, I've been known to, to podcast from the vehicle. So but catch us. Next <laughs> I know. I, I know. Right. So catch us next week and tune in. We love you all. We are back. We are back and we'll see you next week. All right.